Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gone into you, Campania? Amy, post up in the bleachers. You're all garbage! The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 105.7 The Fan. I think there's just a lot of trust on, you know, player feedback and stuff like that. So, you know, when I broke out the cutter last year, everyone was like, eh, but then they but they trusted that I, I knew what I was doing and then uh, had the success with it. And so uh, a lot of my meetings have been, hey, let's keep throwing that cutter. Did some other good things, you know, lost about 12 pounds in the offseason, tried to get back into better shape. I was a little overweight coming in last year. Could have been maybe just, you know, the offseason training, being in Oakland when I was a little more comfortable um, and then getting over here trying to play catch up and get to know guys and all in all you know it's not about how you start it's about how you finish and thought we finished pretty well he's huge for us from being a rotation candidate being left-handed guy that's pitched well he had his moments last year pitched well in Oakland for a couple years before that but I like the adjustments he's making and and uh, looking forward to watching him pitch this spring Brandon Hyde talking about Cole Irvin who now becomes a prominent part of the uh, Orioles, I was going to say Raven, Orioles pitching staff of 2024. And he was a guy about a week ago. A lot of people were like, man, where is he going to fit into the bullpen? Now he might slide in as the fourth or fifth starter. And remember, he came over from Oakland, Cole Irvin, is a guy that had pitched 178 innings, 181 innings, and was sent back to the minors after three starts. In 2023, which was one of the early stunners of the season, now because of the injury to John Means and because Kyle Bradish probably going to miss, I'm guessing, the first half of the season at least, Cole Irvin now a guy that we're starting the show with. Mm-hmm. And he's had success, came through Philly and the A's, was traded for by the Orioles last year to come in and be kind of maybe near the top of the rotation behind Kyle Gibson, and then was dreadful early. And then Elias showing you not interested in failure, go back to Norfolk. And he mentioned the fact that he came in a little bit overweight. Yep. And he mentioned also that the core stuff he worked on in the offseason, he lost 12 pounds. So now Cole Irvin goes from a guy that could be a swing person, lefty reliever in the bullpen, to someone who's going to pitch every fifth day. For the Orioles, he is now a very important part of the Orioles trying to repeat as American League East champions. And he is someone, now it all depends on what Michael Elias chooses to do, 
over the next few weeks here as the exhibition season starts on Saturday. But Cole Irvin's now a guy that novice fans kind of sort of know. Now you're going to get to know because he is a very, at least as we sit on February 21st, very important part of this Orioles starting rotation. And, and I would say, Bob, when you're in a situation as a player and you're in Oakland, you're in a hellhole place, they don't care about winning. Nobody goes to the games. It's, you know, and it's a bad situation. What motivation do you have? I mean, you're probably, you got your golf clubs every day. So, but then when you come to the Orioles, I'm like, damn, look at all these guys. You know, you got the gunner, you got all these guys that are in shape and well, they want to win and I better get my ass Right. Well, he came here last year with an expected prominent role, and, right. he, and he failed in it. Yep. So it wasn't a fact that Oakland sucked. He knew the Orioles made the improve in 2022. Yep. They traded one of their top 15 prospects to bring him in, Nolan, get in here on this one. Cole Irvin, by all intents and purposes, he was a disappointment last year. Now, he did help them out of the bullpen in the second half. Made a spot starter too that uh, contributed to the cause, but right out of the gate, we're like, Cole Irvin, you went from being the number two starter to pitching in Norfolk, so they must have been very disappointed in the way that he presented himself last year in Sarasota and obviously on the mound in Baltimore. It is easy to forget that when they did trade for him, he slotted right in behind uh, Kyle Gibson, Kyle Gibson, because of the experience level and everything, and. The season plays out, of course, and Bradish comes along and Grayson and all them. But at the time, yeah, it was a colossal disappointment. A guy that was pitching 170, 180 innings couldn't even make it through four sometimes. And I know early on in the season, guys have a shorter leash. They got to ramp up and everything. But he just did not look like a guy who started that many games in the past. Looked completely clueless at times. He didn't walk a lot of people in Oakland. He didn't give up a ton of home runs. And he had struggles with command early in the season. So, boy, did he get a wake-up call or what? Now there's a golden opportunity for him to redeem himself after a disappointing, by his own judgment, disappointing 2023. So, Cole Irvin, he's stepping into the rotation. Again, it all depends on injuries and what happens during spring training. But, Cole Irvin, this is your chance to shine. And he took it seriously in the offseason, changed his diet, lost weight, mm-hmm. improved his stamina. And now he's going to he's gonna show what he can do trying to help the Orioles get I'll back to I'll bet you Velo's up a little bit, too. Well, his, Velo his, was, his Velo was up last year. Yeah, because his core his core will be stronger. You know, all that twisting and but stuff. He, sac- he said it yesterday. He, he improved his velocity but lost his command. Yeah. So instead of he was throwing 95, that's great, but it wasn't near the plate. So now he's trying to get the best of both worlds, improve the core, keep the velocity where it was, but now throw it where he wants to throw it. He's got the inside track. He's got the inside track to make it. And sure, now this time around, you're not expected to be the two guy. You're the four or the five. And then maybe somewhere down the line, you go back to the bullpen. But he's going to have an important role on this team, whether it's a starter or a reliever. So, you know, he can't be having another situation. Same thing with Tyler Wells, where he's being yo-yoed up and down between the minors and the majors. He's got to stay up here for the full 162. Well, Cole Irvin's early season failures last year helped open the door for the Kramers and Mm -hmm. the Tyler Wells. And Tyler Wells, he had the lowest whip of American League starting pitchers in the first half of the season. 
Then I guess fatigue set in. I know him and Brandon Hyde weren't really seeing eye to eye. You go back to that series at the Trop right before he got sent back where they had a little to-do there in the dugout. But Tyler Wells, he was arguably their best starter in the first half of the season. Cole Irvin, now it's a run for redemption. I'm not making any predictions with him, by the way, yet. But I would think that him, if Tyler Wells gives you the first half for whatever he's needed to be uh, in the rotation, so be it. But Cole Irvin, microscope, my friend. Who who would have had, do you think, Bob, Hyder or Elias after the season had the conversation, hey, listen, you, kind of do, you need to get yourself in Might shape. have been both of them. Yeah, maybe both. I don't think it's though. one guy that sat him in the office and said, get your big butt in shape. Maybe he just reflected himself. I would imagine there was a little talking to on the way out. Could be. Team well, physician. usually what usually what usually have exit meetings with with the coach and GM will talk to some players that he, in football that they want to and maybe Elias because he's very active in it all and hey this is what you need to do and I'm sure the pitching coach was probably in there too. Now is Cole Irvin, Jesus Lazardo, or Dylan Cease? No. But he's not an unproven commodity coming out of AAA trying to prove that he could pitch in the major leagues. He's proven he could pitch in the major leagues. I'm not saying he's going to win 15 games. Again, I'm not making any sort of prediction. But losing uh, Bradish is huge. Means is better than Cole Irvin. But you are bringing in a guy at the very least, which uh, Kyle Gibson did, Jordan Lyles, two years ago. He can eat innings, and that's going to be huge for them this year, an innings eater. Right, and to that point, looking at his numbers last year, 77 innings pitched, made 12 starts, 24 appearances overall. Are we going over on all those? He's making more than 12 starts this year. Uh, Unless there's a blockbuster during spring training or before the season, absolutely. And then certainly over 77 innings there, but I don't know if he's pushing – what he used to in Oakland, but certainly more than last year. First full squad workout yesterday for the Orioles. Cole Irvin, among others, meeting with the media. It's a picture day today as they take team photos. And the individuals will talk about the Orioles with Rich Dubroff later on in the program, live from Florida, from BaltimoreBaseball.com. Terps lose last night at Madison, 74-70 to Wisconsin. That's Maryland, now lost 5 of 6. Officiating was a little bit questionable at the end, but they were playing from a deficit pretty much from the 5-6 minute mark of the game. They were down 10 in the second half. They kept making these big threes. Now, if they could make threes like that over the course of 40 minutes, we'd be talking about what seed they're going to be, but they hit them late. And how about Wisconsin banging 11 of 12 free throws in the final 50 seconds of the game to seal things? But that charge with Jahari Long with two seconds left after the Kaiser three, that was Bo Jackson running over Brian Bosworth. (laughs) And even more appropriate was Earl Campbell with his helmet laying over Isaiah Robertson as they're ripping jerk. That was a charge, charge, charge. It was called a block. They banged the free throws, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, Willard talking after. He was not, he said he was going to talk to the officiating, you know, department there and get a, get, uh, what, uh, what they, they, what they thought. He said, because he said the same thing that you said, Bob. I mean, come on. That was a five point swing. And the Harris Smith call was like, what are we watching here? 
Are we we have dinner reservations at uh, eleven thirty here in Madison, Wisconsin, or ten thirty? I guess hour behind. What's the holdup? Because Maryland's extending the game. Yep. That's why they kept fouling. And to their credit, as we just said, they, what were they twenty eight of thirty one from the line, mm-hmm. which was brilliant. But yeah, a couple of calls were detrimental to Maryland. But when you're constantly digging out of that hole, man, you're always you know fighting maybe. What lefties say, oh, now they got three officials, five against eight. We're playing North Carolina. I don't think they got boned that bad. But at the end, there were some interesting calls that affected the outcome of the game. But this has been a uh, season-long issue. The technical. He got hit with the technical in the first half. I'm sure he's not happy about that either. (laughs) But Maryland right now, they're up against it. That's an understatement. 14 and 12, 14 to 13 now in the year, 6 and 10 in the Big Ten. They are now 12th in the Big Ten with the tournament looming. Four games left. They got Rutgers coming up on Sunday afternoon. Maryland needs a miracle. Yeah. Hail Mary. They're going to have to win the Big Ten tournament to get to the dance. It's as simple as that. Yeah, that ain't happening. Can they have what? Yeah, they can't in the Big Ten. Uh, what's the they're not? They're what's not. the longest streak they've had? Two in the Big Ten. Big Ten games. Uh, it was two or three, uh, if that. Let's yeah. see. They won uh, Michigan, Illinois. There's two in a yeah two game winning streak. That's the longest they've yeah, had. They, they win an attorney. Nah, they're done in that regard. But then again, stranger things have happened. But frustration setting in. Jameer Young had another big game, but he kind of shoots you in, shoots you out of things. And I, I tell you what, Julian Reese, he had a very strong game. Yes, but he did. Again, in foul trouble. So there you go there with the Terps. We'll talk about that with Walt Williams coming up at 1230. Ravens, legal issue here. Zay yep. Flowers, Baltimore County Police, not. Well, they suspended the investigation. Yeah. No charges filed against the Ravens wide receiver. Yeah. I, Even though the police report the 911 calls did not look great. Yeah. So it, it sounds like that. Um, well, they can't file a report if there's if the person doesn't press charges, correct? So I'm guessing that that's probably what happened. Listen, I love him as a player. And if all those things are true, I don't respect what... You know, I because I have a daughter, you have a daughter, Bob. I would have been uh, irate. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming her father was irate because that's when everything started to yeah. unfold up in Massachusetts. Question is now, Vinny. Since the police are suspending whatever, I don't know. The stopping, there's no tr- suspending. Does that mean it's over? What does the league do? What do the Ravens do here? I'm guessing that. Uh, I, I would not be shocked, Bob, if he had some type of suspension to start the season. I mean, Zeke Elliott did, didn't have any charges again, and he got suspended six games. Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben. A yep, couple of allegations so, against him. I mean, I could see a suspension. I don't know if it would be two, four, six. I don't know. But I, I would I would think that the Ravens will be prepared to get a suspension. On a lighter note, with the Ravens, free agency starts in, what, less than a month. The tag-your-it period has begun. We talked yesterday about the four players 
who were not extended, which yep. means they hit for free agency. So we'll get into all of that and more. If you want to join us, you can at 410-583-1057. Orioles looking to defend that American League East championship. Your confidence level in Cole Irvin providing assistance out of the rotation is what? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vinny and Haley. Your home for sports. 1057 a fan. How do they fare here on their opening drive of the second half? They go play action, fake handoff to Pierce. Mm. Stroud running for his life. Set. Matabike. CBS on the call talking about Justin Matabike doing Justin Matabike things at least the 2023 version where he had 13 sacks during the regular season. I mean, it's almost cliche where players, whatever the sport is, have these career years just as they're about to hit the open market. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. A little blondie for you. Anything you want to hear from your favorite female artist or band, send your request. Plaza for tax line at 410-583-1057. But we saw at the end of 22 where he started to emerge as a a disruptive guy in the interior of their uh, defensive line and then just totally blew up with an all-pro, you know, that defensive player of the year recognition to some level, and rightfully so. And famously, um, Peter King. Yep, last year. 2021. Was it 2021? Oh, yeah, Lalen was still with us. Said he was uh, one of the guys to win defensive player of the year, and uh, he had like two sacks. Right. And 20 sub tackles. We're like, boy, he uh, he whiffed on that. <laughs> but then last year we started to see it. And then this year he really emerged as that guy. I'm guessing, Bob. I mean, Peter King comes for one day when he comes to the camps. So whoever he talked to bragged a lot on Matabike. And like, hey, you know, because Peter Price said, is there a guy that I need? Yeah. He said this Matabike has got a chance, you know, to be really special. You know, so he wrote that, and, you know, I mean, two years later, he looks pretty damn good. But the thing that you got to like about Justin Matabike is he's gotten better, you know. And, you know, the coaching. I mean, we talk about the Orioles with development. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what Matabike had. Boom, boom. I mean, you see it. 
every year. And that's, to me, you know, you got to thank the strength coaches, the coaches, you know, and the kid, because the kid's got to put in the time and the effort. And all of a sudden Chuck Smith comes and all of a sudden the sack numbers go off the charts. So I think it was a combination of everything. And there's a lot of people that deserve the credit. And the guy, the the person that's going to get the most credit or get the most is his pocketbook. His banker is going to get a lot, a lot of money. But as you watched him, Vinny, because you were there when they drafted him. I liked him out of A&M. And and as he's uh, developed, evolved, whatever. Did you see 13 sacks, though, in that future? You knew. Like, you always, correct me if I'm wrong, a bigger upside than, like, the broader Washingtons and Travis Jones. I I think I may have his report in my car. The next break, Bob, I'll go out and get his A&M report. But I I remember you you were high on the upside there. Yes, I was. Because what I I compared it to was, like, Bryant Young at Notre Dame, where it was about run, you know, stop the run first, then we'll worry about the pass. So you show pass rush skills, but you don't ever get to use them because you're always worried you're playing run first. And that's what I said about Matabike. He's got quickness and explosiveness, but he doesn't have the production. And I'm, I'm, I said, maybe the scheme is telling him because he has the ability to get up the field. And then we didn't see it right away. And then it's like gotten better and better the last few years, but he has that ability. And now, you know, he one-on-one and, and, to me, where he's gotten better is his, his power is explosive as he's getting under pads because what he's able to do is, you know, get under people's pads and push them back. And then, you know, we heard Chuck Smith talk or, or Matabike talk about when they asked him about, oh, Chuck Smith. Well, I worked with him last year. So, I mean, he's a guy that want that in the offseason, too, he's training to get better. And, you know, it shows. It shows. But back to your point, Bob, I, I liked his ability coming out. I thought he had – pass rush skills, and I didn't know if he had a chance to use him at A&M. Yeah, he's third-round pick back in 2020. He'll be 20. I mean, he's only 26, doesn't turn 27 until, 2000, until uh, let's see, November the 17th, since it is 2024. They're going to franchise tag him, we're assuming. I'm but guessing they're trying to get a deal. Yeah, how aggressive are the Ravens in trying to get this done? And you know, I guess it provides some sort of relief in making some other decisions here with free agency looming now in less than a month. Well, because to me, you kind of look at it. I mean, Bob, it's the perfect scenario to give a guy a long-term deal because he's young and he's a defensive tackle, which are hard to come by. I mean, just ask the the Eagles. You know, they took that Davis kid out of Georgia, Uh, 14th, 13th pick of the draft, and who could only is a run stopper. Now you got a guy who's an excellent run player. He can find the ball. He chases the ball. He's a three-down player, and he's young. So why would you, you know, why why wait to franchise him? Then he's 27. Then he's a year older, and you lose all that cap space because it's going to cost you like 21 mil. Get a deal done. You may have to overpay a little bit, but you're paying for 13 sacks or, you know, I mean, if Bob, if he does it again next year, franchise, what are you going to have to pay him? Right. Because it starts with 120% over that number for the cap number. So, or for the franchise tag number. So he'd be getting like 24, 25 million. You wouldn't be able to afford him next year. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7, the fan. You want to get in? Let's count that Ravens money. You're making decisions as Eric DaCosta. What are you choosing to do here financially? Ravens right now only, what, seven and a half, eight million over the cap? 
as we're a couple of weeks away under, from the under, under the, cap. the cap rather yeah. as we're getting ready for the start of free agency we do have the combine coming up next week as well and then as we get a couple of weeks out probably more around the first of march uh Vinny's draft profiles will start bob to i'll say this real part of what we're doing here five for a hundred probably doesn't get it done That's that's what you're looking at with Matabike. How about that? But he is, you know, I'm not saying he's a unicorn kind of guy, but he's a prominent part of a team that led the NFL in sacks last year. And you got Clowney and Van Noy, who are godsends, but yep. they're free agents. You got Owe and Ajabo. You have no idea what's going on there yep. moving forward. Uh, you're going to have to create some things. And you lost your defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, the thing that you got to like, Bob, is is you got a stud in your front four. You got a stud in your middle. Sure. And then you got a stud in the back end. So you got three building blocks at all levels, which is, you know, a most teams don't have that kind of thing. And it's going to cost you because Hamilton's going to get paid whatever the highest paid safety is. That's Hamilton. <laughs> it's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. You want to talk about that? You can. Orioles Cole Irvin. We heard from him. He's lost some weight. He's motivated. He's ready to prove that last year was an aberration. He can be an asset to a team trying to get to the postseason. Are you satisfied with the starting rotation that the Orioles have right now that looks like Corbin Burns, Grayson Rodriguez, we got Dean Kramer, we have Cole Irvin, we have Tyler Wells. Is that good enough? Or does Mike Elias still need to make a move? Maryland loses last night. They've been to two Sweet 16s since 2003. I mean, I'm not exactly John Wooden, but Vinny, I don't think Maryland's going to the Sweet 16 this year. (laughs) I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> your sports information station, 105.7 The Fan. Yeah, Travis has improved a lot. Uh, you, it's always been a, uh, you've always seen it on tape, and it's become more consistent, you know, as we go, and the challenges just keep on putting together and consistency, but uh, he's, he's doing a great job. That's Ravens' former defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, now head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, talking about Travis Jones. 
mm-hmm. as we talk about Justin Matabike. And I'm not saying he's got an uncertain future in Baltimore because they're going to franchise tag him if they don't extend him. Well, Travis Jones, like Matabike two years earlier, was a third-round pick out of UConn where he lost a lot of games and played a lot of snaps. Yep. I mean, Travis Jones, he had his hiney handed to him on the football field because they were really, really bad. After a promising rookie season, yep. we evaluate him. Now he had one and a half sacks as opposed to one. But were you expecting a little bit more production-wise from Travis Jones? We're oftentimes, and yeah, unless you're like Mean Joe Green or Matty BK or Randy White, you know, Dominican Sue, you don't really notice them because they're taking up space, that sort of thing, and creating lanes for others. But eh, was was this an acceptable, was he a sophomore slump guy, I guess is what I'm going with. I would say, Bob, and, and I'm staring at his report right here from UConn, I, th- I still think he's underachieving. There's more. There's more. I mean, Bob, this is a kid, you know, at UConn, six four three and a quarter, ran four nine. Four nine and a forty with twenty eight and a half vertical. And like you said, I mean, Bob, twenty twenty played no games because of COVID. But like because they were so bad, he played all the time. So he took a lot of plays off. You know, like in summary, I said this kid's a nose tackle with size and power. He's raw and inconsistent in his techniques. He flashes some pass rush ability to win quickly, but not consistent. I saw his four nine two in chase. Uh, this is a kid that's going to get better with coaching, going on some impressive flashes. He's got, he's got ability. He's just gotta, he's gotta want to do it, Bob. He's gotta, he's got it in him. He's got it. He's got the talent in him. Can mentally he get himself over the hump to where he can push himself through? Now, we're assuming Matt BK staying in Baltimore. No, yeah, he under whatever there. scenario yeah. it's going to be. But how important is Travis Jones going to be to the 2024 Ravens defense entering well, his third year now? Yeah, because Pierce's how old is Pierce going to be next year? I mean, it's the last year of his contract next year. I mean, thirty something. And uh, you know, and he played a lot 31. of thirty-one. Yeah, he plays a 31. lot of snaps last year. First time he's been healthy, and he had a hell of a year too. So, but to have Travis Jones, you know, if Bob, he he's he's a guy that you know this off season get your body right. You know, Cole Irvin kind of that's sure. what he needs to do. Look in the mirror, yeah, Tubby. Get your body right. <laughs> Which I do every morning, by the way. Because he's got talent. And if he can be good. Because, Bob, I was going to say, you know, talking about Travis Jones, he could be a six-sack guy next year. Be a six-sack guy. Don't just settle for one and a half. You got much more ability. And he's a good run player because he fundamentally he's gotten better. He can, he can find the football. He can get off of blocks. He's got speed to chase. And he's got power to rush. But he's got to want to do it. And he's got to – I think the biggest thing with him, Bob, is it looked like he's gotten in a little better shape. He needs to even get in better shape. He he needs to take it to the next level. And I don't know, you know, if that's who he is because in college his whole report, you know, is about flashes, flashes, flash. And for the Ravens, he flashes. You know, and then some of the times it's like, damn, what happened to Travis on that one? 
He's got to be consistent. And that's what Matabike became. And if Travis can become that, he can be a really, really good football player for them. 13 and a half sacks, probably not. But like six, seven, that that could be. Now, for Broderick Washington staying on defensive tackle, he got paid. He was a 2020 fifth-round draft pick out of Texas Tech, and they liked him enough, Vinny, to give him an extension after 2022. Uh, this year, like 18 tackles, two sacks, 16 games played. Were you satisfied with him You know, getting that money uh, based on, I'm assuming, some higher expectations coming out of 2021 and 22. His rookie year, 2020, uh, didn't really contribute much much to the equation there. Only played in eight games. I mean, they got him on a team-friendly deal, you know, and I, I would say this, Bob, didn't notice him. Didn't notice him much. I, I think what he, in the, uh, did he made a play in the Kansas City game, I think, you know, otherwise I didn't really notice him throughout the year. And I think that um, I don't know if he got maybe a little fat and happy after he got the contract, but he was getting less and less reps as the season was going on. And Travis Jones was getting more. I'm guessing he was somewhat of a disappointment to them, Bob, as it went. He's got to step it up too. And because if you got Washington stepping up, they they've got some guys that can defend the run. And with, I would say with Jones, and with Matabike, then they have some guys that can, you know, create some problems. And Pierce does a nice job. I mean, his bull rush, he's he's a power. I mean, Bob, that's probably 370, you know, Pierce. Sure. You know, and pushing an undersized center back. That that uh that he played Pierce played probably what they thought Washington was gonna do, and Pierce was Pierce was a nice surprise. Washington was a disappointment. Against Houston in the divisional round, Washington, two tackles, did have a quarterback hit. So yeah. he was there against Kansas City, AFC Championship game. Only one tackle. So we're trying to break down this Ravens projected roster piece by piece because we have a lot of time to do so as we're hitting free agency in less than a month. Ravens are going to franchise tag Justin Matabike if they cannot sign him to a long-term contract extension, which would behoove both sides. Now, if, if you're his agent, Bob, are you um, asking for the highest defensive tackle money? You can ask. Well, Travis Jones. They can only say no. Travis Jones, Bob, he starts at, his franchise number is 32 mil. Who? Or not. Matt BK. No, Tra- uh, Jones. Chris Jones. Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. I like Travis. Yeah, Travis Chris Jones. Jones. Oh, baby, yeah. I missed all that. What did yeah. I miss? He bought State of Connecticut. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Chris Jones for sure. But 32 mil. They're going to probably Kansas City sign him to an extension because they tagged him last year and he balked a little bit at that. Yes, he did. He didn't show. And if anything, he improved his leverage during the playoffs. But if you're his agent, Bob, and you know, you're know you due 30, you're not taking a dime less than $32 million, you know, for a year, but you can get those cap numbers down. You know, what's he get? Two for two for sixty? Something like that. Yeah, then boy. then then if you're Matabika, you're kind of playing off of off of those kind of he's gonna his agent's gonna ask I mean, Bob, if if Patrick Queen's agent last year, before the Pro Bowl year and everything, last year, which was what, eight games with Roquan, wanted sixteen to eighteen a year. 
You know, what do you think, Matabike? Matabike's guy's probably asking for 25. It's 88801057. You want to get in, spend uh, Steve Ashotti's money, feel free to do so at 410 Put your Mike Elias hat on, too. Cole Irvin, we heard from him. He lost weight. Velo's still there. His core stronger. That's all very touching. Are you expecting better results? He has to perform better than he did in 2023. I would assume Tyler Wells. There's an interesting guy because he pitched well out of the rotation first half. And then at the end of the season in the bullpen in September and in the playoffs, he didn't give up a run. So are you losing maybe a strength at the back end because he's got to fill a hole in the starting rotation, starting five. We'll talk about that with Rich Dubroff and Maryland basketball, the men. 14 and 13, this is a season that is spiraling into despair, but let's be honest, it kind of, the warning signs were there in that tournament where they lost to Davidson and UAB, and it really hasn't gotten. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Better from there. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Well, first I just want him to go relax and play and not worry about expectations or what people are really saying about him or our team, honestly. I just want him to you know, showcase himself and go play, and you know, we're going to move him in two different spots. Brandon Hyde, Orioles manager, talking about Jackson Holiday, number one prospect in Major League Baseball. Third straight number one prospect by the Orioles, going back to Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, and now Jackson Holiday, who was the number one overall pick in the draft, like Rutschman was. And look, Rutschman, number one pick, all-star. Mm-hmm. Gunnar Henderson, who was in that same draft as Adley Rutschman, favored to win Rookie of the Year going into the season, one Rookie of the Year. How about all these people? Because this is what's going to drive me crazy when baseball starts. People living and dying with every single game like it's a football game. Right. All the imbeciles that wanted to get rid of Ryan uh, um, Ryan McKenna because he dropped the pop or the fly ball in the second game of the season against Boston. And then Batista gives up the game-winning homer. Get rid of McKenna. And then Gunnar Henderson struggled in, in April, early May. He needs to go back to the minor leagues. You can't do that. You got to let it ride out. And you were getting yourself, hey, are losses frustrating? Sure. They had a couple tough losses against Atlanta in, uh, in May that you look back on that could have changed things. But what does it really change? You're the number one seed. You wound up winning 101 games. So don't get yourselves all bent out of shape. But the, getting back to Jackson Holiday, he's coming in here with a realistic chance of making the team. Yep. But if he doesn't, don't lose your minds thinking that there's something amiss here. Because it benefits everyone to have the best players on the field. And if he's not ready coming out of Sarasota, he's going to be here. Like Rodriguez. Gunner didn't come up until August. Yeah. Rutschman didn't come up till May. Now he got hurt in spring training, which kind of slowed his uh, uh, promotion of Baltimore. But just just calm down, everybody. He'll be here. And you heard Brandon Hyde say it's going to be second base, probably shortstop. 
He's going to be a beast. It's in his bloodlines. His old man, seven-time All-Star. They work religiously. He's been doing a ton of lifting in the offseason. I mean, this kid's going to be a stud. We were talking to Keith Law yesterday. Is he better than Gunnar Henderson? We don't know. Yeah. We'll let the process take care of itself. But if he comes up and he goes two for 21 and we hear, oh, my God, he's not ready for major leagues, my head's going to explode. You kind of got it with Grayson after a few starts yep. where he went to Kansas City and just got clobbered. It's like, all right, this dude needs to reset. And the Orioles, who are way smarter than any of us will ever be, when it comes to baseball acumen, they sent him back to the minor leagues. He came back up, and what happened, Vinny? He's a stud. He was had one of the five lowest earned run <laughs> averages in Major League Baseball in the second half of the season. Yeah, he got clobbered in the playoffs, but outside of Bradish, everybody kind of did. Nolan, Jackson Holiday ceiling extremely high through the roof, if you will. But if he doesn't come out of Sarasota, and am I am I whining about it? Absolutely that, that's not. That's my expectation. I had nothing about the way the Orioles have operated the past three, four years says that he's going to be on the opening day roster. They can say he's going to have a chance, and I'm not saying they're lying there because anything could happen. Injuries would play a factor as well, but no, I, I, I don't think it's likely at all. See, I think, I think he, I don't think it's too big for him. I think the thing that really helped him, Bob, was they let him go to camp last year. So he's been, been there, done that. I, I, the kids had, pressure his whole life you know so this is not i don't think it's going to be too big for him i don't think it's going to be too big for him but is he going to be one of the 26 best players on the team coming out of sarasota and if he's not no overreacting no and when he does come up and he struggles no overreacting because i remember certain people saying gunner henderson needs to go back to the minor leagues and i'm like like, cal ripkin went through like a four for 56 in his rookie year we all know how that turned out baseball's a long right long that's the epitome of marathon not a sprint yeah you gotta let this unfold over hey nobody thought anyone was catching tampa Right. We go through the first three months of the season not only did they get caught they got surpassed just let it all unfold. And, and Bob, to back, the to, back to your point, Bob, that you first started out with about people panicking about a game. Let me just, you know what? They're going to lose it probably 65 games. So just chill. And, and that means they still win almost 100 games. So they're going to lose games. So it happens. You're going to have losing streaks. That's just sports. Yeah, and if they lose game two and somebody blows the game, we're not releasing said player. You just play the next game. Yeah. Baseball, hey, 24 hours, you're back on the horse. I mean, just you got to calm down. I know expectations are high, and a lot of bandwagon people are going to jump on acting like they give a crap who normally don't. But the thing is, just let the season play out in it all. If they stink, It'll be proven over the course of a buck is 62. If they're good, the same thing will happen. Hey, when the Ravens lost to the Colts at home, right? how was everybody reacting there? Who wound up with the number one seed in the AFC? Be the Ravens. Yeah. Just let it all take care of itself. And unlike football, we have a week to dissect what went wrong. Baseball, sometimes you play less than 24 hours later. Yeah. Yeah. So if Jackson Holiday's not in Baltimore, I'm not melting down. Now, if he's not here this year, then maybe he got hurt. That'll be the, another thing to worry about. But when he does come up and he goes through his peaks and valleys like all players, I don't know if you're aware of this, everybody. No one in the history of baseball has hit 1,000. In the history of the game, 
Now, softball, that might be another thing. But no one has ever hit 1,000 in Major League Baseball. People make outs. What's the old saying? Hey, three out of 10, you're one of the best hitters in baseball. When he has his struggles, which he will, don't overreact. The kid's going to be a stud by all accounts, by people who follow this thing a lot more closely than we do. It's Vinny at 80, 1057 The Fan. We'll come back. Cordell Woodland's going to be joining us. Talk Ravens and Orioles with him. Got the whip around 11-15. Some crazy things happened in the world of sports last night. I'm jonesing for the NBA. Not necessarily because, you know, I'm missing the games, and I kind of am. It gives me something to watch, but... I'm John. I want to. I want to throw my money away, and I got nothing to throw it away on. Maybe that'll start tomorrow. ESPN bet when I could bet on Denver all day against Washington. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.